This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, Nadpoles. Caldwell here to talk to you about Hero Forge, the best place to get fully customizable tabletop miniatures with dozens of fantasy species and thousands of parts to choose from. I actually just built a version of my Underdark Gnome Illusion Wizard, Kraslo, for use in a home game my friend has been running, and it was incredibly fun getting to scroll through all the options and details to bring this mage-handed menace to life. Their easy-to-use design tools let you build your perfect miniature online using a fully 3D, in-depth character creator right in your browser. Oh, and before you ask, yes, Hero Forge has goggles, and yes, Kraslo is wearing them. So if you've been thinking about splurging on a miniature for your D&D campaign, wait no longer, because May 2nd to May 9th, Hero Forge is having a spring sale. You can get 10% off all physical miniatures and free shipping, including international shipping on all orders. The figures are tiny, but the savings are huge. To take advantage of this great offer, visit HeroForge.com to start designing your custom miniature today and check back often because new content is added every week. Ooh, good to know. Kraslo just got a hat of vermin in the campaign, and I really want to find an annoying top hat for him to wear to represent that. In the meantime, that's it for me. Thanks for listening, and happy forging. Welcome to the campaign after the campaign after the campaign. This is not another D&D podcast. Welcome back to Eldermorn, everybody. Eldermorn. Eldermorn. Oh, yeah. We've got, uh, it's, it's no longer shout out to the two crew. That's right. It's whoa, shout whoa. out to the Lou crew. Yeah. Oh, yes. wow. The new crew is the Lou crew, baby. That's right. Uh, we've got <laughs> esteemed guest, uh, Lou Wilson, our dear friend from uh, D20. And movie star. And movie star. And our movie first star, movie star. Include all of my accolades when I am introduced. <laughs> Let me pull up uh, his IMDb real quick. Uh, thank you. Uh, but no, truly such a thrill to be here. Uh, you know, every young Dimension 20 cast member counts their lucky stars and waits for the day when they'll get the call to, to be on NADPOD. And today's my day, baby. Truly a call to adventure. <laughs> Happy to make dreams come true. Uh, just in case anyone, um, doesn't know, um, if you're not a, um, a patron, uh, or you haven't been reading like the Reddit or the Twitter stuff. Uh, Caldwell's on paternity leave. Him and his wife had a baby. Whoa! Yeah. yeah. Whoa! Congratulations. Yeah, Jake didn't know yet. Yeah, Jake had <laughs> Holy no idea. Shit. What? <laughs> yeah, sorry. I fuck. I realized me and Caldwell and Murph have a text thread without you, and I think that's okay. where we've been sharing pictures. <laughs> yeah, I was excited when I saw Lou here instead, but I just did. I didn't. I didn't know what to expect. <laughs> Uh, but they're they're a uh, new uh, growing family. Everybody's doing very well, um, and uh, we're sending our love to Caldwell and Susanna and the baby. Oh yeah, and um, yeah, we've got. Uh, so we're actually going to do something a little different for this guest arc, rather than yeah, walk me through it. Yeah, let me walk you talk through me it. through it. What's going on? <laughs> um, so rather than doing, you know, something where, you know, Zerk is captured or something like that, or we have to come up with some reason that he's not here, we are instead going to do a Game of Thrones style thing and just cut to another part of the world with all new characters. So not only yes. 
Will Lou's character be new? But this is Emily's character will be new. Jake's character will be new. And everyone that you play will probably be new, right? Yeah, that's true. Um, so this is going to, we've kind of teased things that are going on um, around the king of uh, Outerboro. Um, that's where that dude uh, Petty Jack came from and all the knights with the um, jackalope sigils on them. Yeah. Um, they come from a place called Heronford. Uh, and there's all these kind of happenings going on around the uh, king there. Uh, we've had a uh, kind of suspicion. We've heard a lot of rumblings that something was uh, wrong there. And now we're going to find out what's wrong um, by cutting to uh, your guys' characters. Wow. Hell yes. Hell so yes. Uh, these guys are going to be all, we're all going to be playing monks. You guys are all going to be Oops playing monks. Oops, all monks, monks yes! baby. Oops, all monks. Oops, all monks. We're doing it. Uh, and we've discussed it a little bit over text. Um, right now, we're gonna nothing is gonna be fully canon until we're in the episode, and we'll be able to give you guys like kind of uh, full background into the characters. Because right now, we're just gonna kind of get loose. Okay, thank and God. We're gonna talk it out. Uh, thank God. Except we're for Jake, a who, has a, who has a tight character, is ready to <laughs> yes, that's talk right. about it full out backstory for a full minute. I have uh, to tell you, I really like my character I came up with, but before I came on, I did pull some tarot cards to be like, okay, past, present, future, what do this, these three tarot cards mean? And I did come up with a good alt character. Ooh. Really? There you go. <laughs> That's yeah. always good before a character creation session to just um, <laughs> decide on a different character. Yeah, just a second no, guess I yourself. Just thought it's it was an, I thought it would be like a fun way. I was like, oh, I wonder if you could come up with a character from doing past, present, future, three card spread. And actually, it was a really, really uh, interesting way. Yeah, I like it, though. Yeah. You know, I also basically have two characters that I'm deciding between. So Really? Yeah. Hey, well, great. We, uh, I only have one. I know what I want, and I'm here to take it. Nice. I'm going to claim it. You know, you're better for it. You're honestly better. Hey, <laughs> I don't know. I could appreciate a depth chart. You know, I could I, I could appreciate having some subs ready to go if need be. Uh, sweet. Yeah, so um, this crew, um, w the lore is not completely set in stone yet, and we'll kind of talk it out, but this idea of... Um, this crew is going to be, uh, right now I'm calling them the Bloodbound, but I'm going to change it because that sounds too much like Bloodborne. And it also sounds, <laughs> it sounds a little too much like I'm trying to be goth. It sounds like a Hot Topic band, right? Okay. Oh. I do like it. I'm just putting it out there. I do like it. The but... Blood, oh, we could call you guys the Bloodbound gang though. And that'd be kind of fun. <laughs> Bloodbound gang. Does it, uh, it's got a nice ring to it. Yeah. BBGs. <laughs> Um, so, uh, this idea is that, um, the Bloodbound, uh, temp name is, uh, a dying order of warriors, uh, who were once the pride of Outerboro, um, back before the empire, back when it was its own territory, um, Outerboro was constantly flanked by enemies to the north and the south, and they, uh, didn't have as many natural resources as the people to the south, like down in the capital. So they couldn't mass produce steel, uh, so their warriors had to be the best. And the Bloodbound was once a massive army who dedicated their lives to training and enhancing their abilities with magical experiments. So it's kind of like the Unsullied meets the Night's Watch meets Witchers. It's like you don't- Meets Jason Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Why, Jake? Why? Because I need to find out who Treadstone was. <laughs> yeah, Lou, I don't know if you know this about Jake, but he really loves Matt Damon. Okay. Hey, that's... And I love John Wick, so I'm I can John figure Wick. out someone to love. 
Tom Cruise is the man. I love Night and Day. I was just going to say that one. Night and Day is such a such a great Tom Cruise movie. Cameron Diaz is a killer. And she's awesome. I, oh yeah, and she's great. Where, Charlie, if you see her in Charlie's Angels, she's a great action uh, actress, in my opinion. She, and she's comedic. just talented. Yeah. I think mm. she's just fantastic, and I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> she needs somebody call. Honestly, I want to sub out. Let's put. Can you guys see Cameron Diaz? <laughs> you know, really? why don't we do two guests? We're gonna do Lou, Cameron. Why don't you pipe up? We've done your intro, okay. Okay. Cameron. <laughs> well, she's being That's shy. a cool idea. Cameron. I'm gonna I'm gonna send her a link to the Zoom. One yeah. second. One second. <laughs> Hold on. She's in the waiting room. I didn't let her in yet. Uh, Can you please admit Cameron, Cameron in? Cameron. Admit Cameron Diaz. Cameron, she's Zoom, in the waiting your room. Your Zoom is. Your um, mic is uh, muted. Cameron, oh, your shit. mic is muted. Uh, yeah, we can see you, but we can't hear you, Cameron. No, you have a really nice house. No, that's awesome. No, you have to. Okay, you know what? We'll bring her on for the next arc, Cameron Diaz. Well, we'll get her the next everybody. arc. Um, next arc. We had... next arc will be Cameron. It's fine. Honestly, she was deciding between like five different characters, which is just far too scatterbrained. We don't. We don't have the time for that. Yeah. All right. She's she's a little too crunchy. She's into like the number side of D and don't think she would have been very performative. So. No. <laughs> She was mad we didn't have a battle map. Classic camera Diaz. <laughs> yeah, she was like, we're not going to play in person. We're like, there's a pandemic. She was like, no minis? Yeah. She was like, I don't play unless there's minis. And I yeah. said, Cameron, you're being unreasonable. Cameron Diaz, you are being unreasonable. <laughs> um, imagine, imagine if we just put uh, with Lou Wilson and Cameron Diaz in the episode title. <laughs> <laughs> Two movie stars on the be, podcast. It'd be such, such a, mind a disservice to Lou because yeah. then everyone would be like, "Where's Cameron Diaz?" Yeah, hey, Lou was okay, but I'm really mad <laughs> Cameron Diaz wasn't on the pod. Yeah, what a what a weird way to undercut your friends is to have them on your show and then also put a movie but also star promise. in the name with them, <laughs> like an old school movie star in a way that no movie star will ever get to be again. Yeah, no. <laughs> featuring Jake Hurwitz and Leonardo DiCaprio. What the fuck? <laughs> Why is uh, Jake was fine? Have to share billing with Leo. Leo. Um, so anyway, yeah. So we've got this group um, that we're calling uh, the Bloodbound for now. Um, Already, uh, it feels incredibly special hearing you describe us. Like knowing that we're coming, that we get to just like plop our butts into this lore. Oh yeah, yes. Plop yeah. our unworthy like the, butts. <laughs> yeah, we're like the number one commodity this town has ever had. <laughs> Like just like the closest now. thing to superheroes that were was yes. created in, El- in well, other movies. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about that because you guys are dwindling a little bit. Um, yes. So right now, oh, yes. uh, so so as Outerboro joined the Empire, this was still this was several hundred years ago. The Bloodbound dwindled, uh, but it was still part of kind of the tradition of Outerboro. So young soldiers could elect to either kind of take the path of blood or the path of steel, um, which is kind of regular knighthood. The latter was much more popular. You guys were kind of the last class of Bloodbound um, uh, who kind of decided as young people, even when you guys were young, the order was dying, but decided like, I want to do this. I want to prove this to myself. Um, And rather than, you know, getting all of the spoils of knighthood, getting your own land, getting your own glory, getting to uh, do tournaments and things like that, which like, most of the other young people were attracted to you guys instead trained all day and had magic experiments done onto you so you could become as powerful as possible i cannot wait to absolutely look down on every night we meet (laughs) oh yeah truly spitting on anyone else (laughs) 
I gotta say, it feels like Cowards Bloodbound is sticking and already. Fame seekers. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I imagine you guys right now look like you're extremely fit, like fifty or sixty year olds, but you could potentially mm-hmm. be like yeah. you know, between hundred and hundred and fifty years old, um, because of the kind of magical mutations that you've undergone. Um mm-hmm. we also talked about this a little bit. Uh, on text, which I thought might be some fun lore, and kind of to give you guys a shared backstory of this idea that the sort of magical enhancements that you guys were given kill most uh, of the bloodbound soldiers when they're young. So they get like super, you know, ripped and powerful and can do all these magic things, but then they end up dying in their 30s. Like basically, as soon as you come out of your prime, you die, but you guys like. For whatever reason, your genetics, you guys go in the opposite direction. Something spe- special about Some, us. Something yeah. real special about you guys. <laughs> so I think like 99% of the bloodbound are like a little bit cursed. And then there's this 1% who end up living like into their hundreds. Like you guys age, you know, one year every two and a half years or something like that. Awesome. Uh, so awesome. Yes. So are there that, more than just the three of us? Do you think, or are we? No, ju- you guys. You guys are the last. We're ones. the last three. So the, the last blood. The last three. There are no the last other of our ones? blood. There's no. There's that no. That is going to make if any of us go down, stakes so high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it it is a little bit of that, you know, Witcher thing where there is a little bit of that. People are intimidated by you. There's definitely some people who. There's a little bit of a Han Solo thing to it when, like, talking Ooh. about Jedi's. It's just like, ah, give me a breastplate and a sword any day. Like, whatever crazy magic you're doing, I don't need to do that. Yeah. There's some people who still really look up to it and are just like, uh, wow, it's crazy what you guys have accomplished. But there's other people who are like a little bit dismissive of it. Um, and it's almost like folklore at this point where some people probably don't believe that you guys can do what you can do. Um, oh, can't wait to fucking prove them wrong. Yeah, true and praise seekers. <laughs> I'm talking so big, and then my first roll will be like a one. Yeah. That, isn't that? That's <laughs> I try to show like... off to a four year old girl. I rolled a one. <laughs> All this build up from Murph is just convincing me that I'm gonna like walk into this, whisper to my weapons like I plan on doing, and then and then just immediately just eat it for fucking six rounds oh and feel like. <laughs> Yeah, I really yeah, I want to establish that you guys are like the old class that is getting like kind of pushed out by the newcomers. So you could by mm. all means go in there like your hot shots, but you are, you know, 80-year-olds who look like they're Shit. 60. Little rusty. Who- little rusty I here. Think, a well, yeah, I was going to say whenever whenever things go wrong, we could just be like, "Oh, just, things just aren't like they used to be." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, when I was when I was 30 and not 147. <laughs> oh. <laughs> If I wasn't 147, I'd come over there and kick your ass. 90 years ago, I would have nailed that. <laughs> um, but anyway, we can kind of decide as we talk about your guys' characters, kind of where they would fit in. Like, you guys would obviously, you know, have some kind of connection. Whether you would be like great friends or not is kind of up to you, but you would have this shared history that um, would definitely connect you in profound ways. But you can kind of decide if like, oh, this person is kind of the king's advisor who's getting like pushed aside as these like mm. reaper worshipers are kind of showing up. This person uh, is retired and is sometimes brought in as an advisor or something like that. Like, you know, we can kind of play around with it. But um, 
Would anybody like to go first and kind of talking about their character? Whoa. Should we roll for it? Right, Ooh, let's roll, let's for, roll it. for it. Let's roll L- for Lou, it. Lou, do you have dice nearby? I do. Oh. Does the high number go first or the low? High know? number goes first. I got a six. Shout out to the two crew. Ooh, wow. I got a six. A six and, and a two. vicious start. I got a three. A three? <laughs> Guys, <laughs> terrible start. Wow. So this is a little man, rusty. This is real bad. little rusty. Emily with a big six goes first. What a terrible <laughs> All omen. right. I was thinking because I used the dice that I'm thinking of using for my character and it rolled me a six and I was like, okay, well, you and I are going to have a talk. Yeah. <laughs> um, so originally when we first talked, I was like, uh, okay, so I'll take like a level of cleric or or something so that I can have some heals, right? Because it's like, oh, for three monks. Uh, and so with that, I kind of, it kind of informed, mm, maybe that's not the right place to start. I don't even know how to begin. Okay. <clears throat> I can't believe Cameron Diaz is watching and yeah. not saying anything to this. <laughs> Cameron, stop looking so judgmental. Just she's chatting. <laughs> she fucking hates it. Um. Okay. So I basically I uh the things I'm thinking of doing are I'm gonna do mostly ascendant dra- way of the ascendant dragon monk. Um. So the idea cool. being kind of that like as an angry young youth I went to this program they jacked me up with some sort of draconic alterations um, and turned me into like a cold-blooded killer. However, as I've gotten older, I'm now starting to regret all of the murder and assassination, and I've turned towards cultivating plants um, because I wish wish to create life um, out of all the death I caused. Um, so originally I was thinking like, oh, I'll be Ascendant Dragon and I'll have like one level of Peace Cleric because that feels like a nice, uh, thing. But then I started thinking about it because I really want my character to have this like one little plant that she carries around with her that is like, uh, struggling, but she's trying to keep alive as like almost an act of penitence for everything that she did. (laughs) Um, I love that. And, um, and I started thinking about it and I was like, Oh, maybe I should be because I have like this like f- like fire breath kind of stuff I can do. Um, I started to think that maybe I should take to get the heals for the group. I think I might actually take two levels of druid and do um, circle of wildfire druid, so that Ooh, I'm like right. learning how to use the ash of my fire to create life and cultivate my plants. <laughs> That's cool. Hell yes. Currently, her name is. Tarragon snake root. Oh, it's tarragon snake root because I'm thinking of taking the po- uh, poisoner feet uh, so I can poison people. <laughs> nice. I figure like that's part of her like assassin background. Right. Um, and my plants could be poisonous. I haven't decided if she's like exclusively cultivates, uh, but I think she's learning how to cultivate plants. So I think that in terms of like retirement, I'm almost seeing her kind of in retirement, just trying to learn how to cultivate plants and maybe re- reluctant to come back and kill again. So this would That's this cool. would almost be like one last job if you were being Yes, in. I'm wondering oh. if she's in one last job territory. Um, one last job. So yes, I'm picturing her just being like a silver-haired woman with a little plant that she's trying to keep alive mid-battle. <laughs> And with the climate up here, the, isn't the climate up here like super cold, right? Yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely cold. So it's Is it's it? really cool to like struggle to keep your plants alive. Yes. Like you have like yes, a little greenhouse like or something. It, I'll have to be like breathing little fire. Yes, also, fire <laughs> breath to try I also feel warm. like 
the um i also feel like the circle of wildfire druid since i have like a little um since i have a little wildfire spirit i can conjure i can essentially dragon breathe it into life which seems really nice so emily had a really cool idea off mic which is uh that this one plant that she's struggling to keep alive is a super super rare plant that grows after uh dragon fire burns something yeah, so it, grows, like it grows from by... the soil of raised of villages that have been raised by dragons. But since that doesn't happen anymore, it's like an, almost extinct. So this is like one of the last ones and I'm trying to keep it alive. But it's like a metaphor for Tarragon that she's like, I have to keep this alive because if I can keep this alive, it will it will like um, absolve me of all the death in my past. Right, that's like the life. And it's like a super rare life that you're giving back to to yes. the world that hasn't been around for a while. Yes, a sad but little I think succulent her little greenhouse, this also comes specifically coinciding with the fact that uh, my New Year's resolution for 2021 is to learn how to grow plants. That's my thoughts of what Tarragon deep root? Tarragon snake, snake root? root, because snake root snake. is a poisonous plant. Specifically, it killed Abraham Lincoln's mother. Crazy. Whoa. But like a Love snake that. feels Love similar to a dragon, and tarragon is an herb that can also be called, like, I guess sometimes tarragon is also called dragon. Was oh, Abraham cool. Lincoln's mom, like, poisoned by someone, or was she just, like, eaten eaten roots frankly murph i don't know the details because <laughs> okay. i'm not a sick fuck who wants to know about every single death I'm wow just holy shit <laughs> all the tragedy lincoln suffered god okay. damn never had it easy yeah uh <laughs> so sweet. that's well, why, what i'm thinking why don't we um why don't we talk about everybody's characters and then maybe we could talk about how you all kind of we know how you all know each other but we can kind of talk about how you interact or what your relationship is like now maybe after we talk about everybody's character so i, I believe next in the initiative order at a big is three with a three oh, wow. is our guest <laughs> lou wilson lou three do you want to talk um, a little bit about uh your character i just realized every time we roll a two on this we should say shout out to the lou crew oh yeah during wow. this arc. that's right <laughs> wow. that way people will I, and to imagine people listening dropping in they'll hear and they'll it'll be like they say this all the time it'll be like no it's just it's just when i'm in town what a special um no i uh so yeah i mean i was thrilled when we went with like all monks and i think i i spent i always like every time i make a character i feel like i'm always torn between like do I like go online and get like real crunchy and figure out how I can do unreal amounts of damage for like the four episodes or I'm here? Or do I go find and like do something that actually sounds like fun? Uh, and, uh, I, I feel like this is a nice like synthesis. I, uh, I guess it's the way of the Kensei. Mm-hmm. Is that or Kensai? I don't know how to pronounce it, but I'm so excited you're playing. I looked at it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think I felt, especially like in like the diversity of the monks, it felt like it would be yeah. cool to have a monk. That was into some weapons. Yeah, um, I've never seen somebody play. Do, are you going to use like a sword? Like what? Uh, yeah, that's I'm awesome. Gonna, gonna, You're going like to be able to use a bunch of weapons, right? Yeah, I, I we're going to have like I think a bow and a uh, and like a sword. So I'll be that's a monk sick. with a like a wielding <laughs> yes. a two handed long sword. Um, oh. or or honestly, also thinking about a, a battle axe. <laughs> Just Ooh, to get wild. Yeah. Um. But yeah, wanted to be a way of the Kensei monk, and I think we'll probably go full a full all levels into Kensei monk. Monks are I'm only multi-classing because we needed like a healer, and then when 100%. it like presented itself as like 
as like a good narrative, I went for it. Yeah. It's definitely not optimized, I'm sure. Well, I mean, I think I also, I was like thinking about dipping into like Rogue for a little bit or dipping, but they their, mm. level, their level 11 ability essentially allows you to like guarantee, it like lets you add a plus, if you like d- drop three key points into it, it allows you to add a permanent, or not permanent, but like a plus three to attack and to damage. Yeah, uh, I saw that. Like That's fucking good. so cool. <laughs> uh, and then I want to like pick up, I think as part of like the lore of the character, but also to do to be cool, I think I want to pick up, uh, do magic initiate one level yeah. of warlock and get hex. And so I could use hex uh, to add a d6 to that. I'm doing oh, fate touched. I'm doing fate. I because uh, I kind of built my character already, and I took yeah. um uh fate touched so I could mm-hmm. get hunter's mark. Exactly. Okay. I, yeah. I see sick. the vision. We're in the, the we're vision. in the same zone here. <laughs> uh, but in terms of the character, I think I got really excited when Murph started talking about uh you know that kind the kind of elements of like weird magic modification um. And, you know, kind of in blending what, like, the whole Kensei Warriors thing is, it's just, like, you move with your weapons like they're a part of you uh, mm. and, uh, and like, they're kind of like your paintbrush, your canvas. I think there is something – I love the idea of playing a monk who's just, like, deeply – like, I don't know on a magical level what's going on, but I feel like there's, like, a deep – deep attachment to my weapons almost like a linus and his blanket kind of vibe of like i i will not go anywhere without them if you don't take, take my away sword from me, away I, i'm so upset and like, <laughs> like uncontrollably like can't like i don't know what the attunement is but it's like i think there's just a level of attachment between me and my weapons that is like uh oh, like baby like it's like I don't. Yeah. I don't think they're my mother. I don't. I don't think I. Will. And I also don't want to be like axe hand. Like that was. I didn't want to be like a dude who was like my hand is an axe. Like yeah. just, that doesn't sound like that much fun for me. <laughs> um, I think that sounds so fun because I, as a person, will get incredibly emotionally attached to an object in a yes. way that feels. Yes, it's it's a different level of connection. Yeah. It's also it's it's interesting. Um, Comparing it to Tarragon's kind of way of dealing with the past is like Tarragon's like I kind of want to escape this. I want to get away with this, and uh, or like Lou, I want to take what's been given to me and and create life with it instead of death. Yes. And your character feels more like I'm going to hang on to these old ways. I'm going to yeah. hang on to these ways. As we're talking, I'm 100 percent imagining that my weapons are like crusty and like rusty and kind of nasty. <laughs> Like the edges are perfect because you don't even trust someone to clean them. (laughs) No, and I and I honestly am nervous about cleaning them. Uh, So I think they're just like kind of nasty. I think they have like I think I think like the it's mostly going to be like a bow and a and like a a, either a sword or an axe. I think the bow's name is Fang. Uh, One is Fang. And one is going to be, or yeah, I think it's one is Claw and one is Fang. Hell yeah. Uh, nice. Yeah. Oh, oh, I also thought it would be fun if we, if I don't know what kind of positions we may have as the remaining members of the Bloodborne, uh, but, uh, or Bloodbound, excuse me. Uh, but I, <laughs> I, w- I think I would love to be in charge of recruitment. Uh, if like Ooh. and just be terrible at it, <laughs> trying to uh, generate signups. There's a reason. Signed. There's only three You're of us left. The reason that it's yes. failing. You haven't it's signed mostly, anyone up in years. Yes, yeah, it's mostly me screaming, people calling people wussies for not like joining. And, and you have to them. put the swords away when you show up at their doorstep. They're too Absolutely rusty. Absolutely not. 
I have to show them what they are, the legacy, the tradition they are becoming a part of. All you Um, do is emphasize the discipline and how much you have to give up. Exactly. There's none of the fun. Sacrifice is the greatest joy of life. Most people die by the time they're 30. Imagine... Having zero attachment to anything but your brothers in arms. Uh, and your weapons and your arms. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and meanwhile, yeah, uh, I think there's like a probably a captain of the guard who has just like a, an awesome cape and competes in tourneys and stuff. And is probably. Yeah, just throws parties. Yeah, it's probably like your <laughs> nemesis. Oh, 100%. Just like, uh, a, and I, and now you guys are old, so he's probably like gray-haired, but like still like very like well-mannered in court and stuff. And I'm yes. also picturing, I'm picturing a situation. This is me just like um, imagine. I'm imagining a situation where Tarragon is compromised and the plant is in danger, and I'm just picturing whatever your character's name is, like going and like trying to pick it up, but not willing to put down his sword. Mm. Yeah, it's I'm for sure like doing that thing where you try and like scoot it onto your foot. I'm like trying to balance it on like using the tip of my sword trying to push it cuz yeah, I'm not, I'm not putting them down. That's that's crazy. That's don't be crazy. I'm also picturing you at coat check just being like, "What do you mean I can't bring a sword into a restaurant?" Uh, you know what? You guys go in. I'll wait. I'll wait. You just have dinner, do the whole thing. I'll be outside. Just let me know do when you're the done. The whole thing. <laughs> I wonder if too if if um a fun thing about these bloodbound is maybe this was all the project of like a single mage who is almost like a Ooh. lich or something who lived for like a mm. very long time and maybe that mage at some point went bad or went crazy or it went so there's there's a little bit of a um blemish on kind of your honor there so it's also really hard to wow. recruit because it's just like wasn't that made by the mad mage Arcanius? it's just like don't fucking talk about him he's got <laughs> hey, nothing we don't, don't know that him. guy anymore yeah. okay <laughs> exactly. don't talk but about also, father like that <laughs> exactly check your sources because there is some stuff where he's like kind of he's like fine like i don't know it depends on the angle if you i mean if you're asking me i think that i think there's an angle where you look at it and it's it's kind of okay so you kind of uh, have to like just write off some of his later stuff yeah Exactly. I think there was so much good stuff, and then he got into the weird ripping souls out of Sorry, people's bodies. I hear the kind of music stuff. from the tourney coming sure. in through the window, and I need to. I want to go to the tourney. I love yeah. the idea that we are created by someone who became the Mad Mage. Yeah, yeah. yeah weren't you? Yeah, you're one of the Mad Mage's pupils. No, he just experimented on us. I am one yes. of his experiments. Thank yeah. you. Not pupils. So actually, There's a difference. pretty sympathetic if you Huge think about difference. it. Massive. Yeah, I actually it would be kind of different because it would be like if you guys were, you know, given magic, magical abilities by a wizard, but then you have your own order. So you have your own captains and you have your own people who are teaching you things. So it's like you guys don't have an actual connection to, you know, the mages or wizards who made you guys magical. What makes you guys like special is your training and stuff like that. So like you there could be like a. Uh, you know, sort of a sore spot of being like, you know, it's almost like a, a an athlete that's on steroids or something. It's just like, yeah. you still have to work out. It's not because of the steroids. You don't get yes. it. <laughs> it was the training, not the genetic we, modification. I earned this. Yeah. This just helps. Uh, yeah. I earned this. And can I fly? Do I have dragon's wings sometimes? Yes. <laughs> and I earned them. I earned my dragon wings. I earned those at the gym. 
Do you know how many push-ups you have to do to turn your traps into wings? <laughs> um, Lou, is there anything else about your character that you'd like to share? Do you have a name or anything? I got to yeah. work on the name. I'll I'll try and come up That's with fine. the end of, by the end of this session zero. I think I might have. I'll work. I'll I'll start churning on that. <laughs> Just completely check out. Just completely check out and think of names. Yeah. The time. <laughs> Lou, are you teasing dropping your name at the end of this episode? <laughs> yeah. What's up? So the very the last thing that's gonna happen, honestly, after Murph Guaranteed. says goodbye, is gonna be my, my name, name is drop. Cameron Diaz. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Sweet Root and Cameron Diaz. <laughs> Diaz is okay, kind if, of a cool name. If you're going to be Cameron Diaz, no, I'm going to have to be Drew Barrymore or Lucy Liu. I might be Ben Stiller. Yeah. That'd be kind of rad. Uh, speaking of um, Jake's characters, who's not going to be Ben Stiller. Uh, Jake, you want to okay. chat about uh, your character? What about Ren Stiller? <laughs> yeah, perfect. So, Excellent. So, yeah. So he's had a crush on uh, Lou's character, Cameron Diaz, like forever since right. high school, right? <laughs> cool. Okay, yeah. yeah. This is a fastball down the middle. And then he jizzes he on it. his ear. <laughs> and then he jizzes um, on his own ear. <laughs> Doesn't that happen in yeah. that movie? It sure does. Yeah. Wow, what a flick. Um, Brett Favre did it at one point. Yeah, Brett um, it, so yeah. I think um, I was thinking of modeling my character almost after like the Cranog men from Game of Thrones. Uh, so he's like... A dude from the bog, um, a little bit like, <laughs> essentially, if you look at um, Matthew McConaughey, Ma- McConaughey's character in uh, True Detective, like a Bayou, uh, kind of like a wise mm, Bayou guy. Mm, um, yeah, he is a way of mercy monk, which is very cool. And I actually, I was literally between Way of Mercy and Way of Ascendant Dragon. And when you said that, I was like. Thank you, <laughs> because I was so conflicted. What drew you Sweet. to yeah. Way of Mercy? What is what is cool about those guys? It so rolls. Way of Mercy is like if you with your flurry of blows with your offhand, if you want, you can heal somebody, but also if you want, you could harm somebody. So it's almost Ooh. like you yeah. make a choice. It's like yeah, and then as like at higher levels, you can use you can do it like twice. You could like heal and harm with like the same same attack. Yeah, you basically use one of your one of your flurry of blows to do. Uh, could you can do it to heal? Right. So I could like heal Lou and harm harm somebody else. I'm hearing the narrative kind of come together. You've got Lou's character who's like sticking with the old ways. You've got Jake's character that sounds like he's kind of in the middle, and then you've got Emily's character who sounds like she's trying to find like peace in her older age. I love it. <laughs> I, love I it think there it is. I love it. Um, yeah, and I kind of like the idea of him being almost like a like a. Um, like a motivational speaker or something that like, but that's like not actually wise, you know, like when somebody is just like, it's, it's not about what you do. It's about how you do it. Like yeah. if you listen to a Matthew McConaughey interview, he just like has all these like weird, like platitudes. Uh, and, yeah. yeah. Weird platitudes that basically mean nothing. Yeah. Um, and that's what I want my guy to be like spouting all the time. <laughs> just like finding the positivity in life as a, mm-hmm. A warrior who gave up his whole life. It's not about how you live. It's about how you die. (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to go for the plague doctor mask that's in the... uh... Oh, yeah. Um, So then that was the other thing. Like when I I fight, I want to wear a plague doctor mask, which (laughs) is like a giant black bird beak 
looking mask. It yeah. looks fucking awesome. And I'm using, uh, I want to use Kenku stats and kind of like flavor him almost like a like a crow. So cool. Ooh. Yeah, that very much fits this aesthetic too because we're doing kind of that like. So you're like crow inspired. I'm dragon inspired. And then Lewis weapon inspired. <laughs> yes, weapon inspired. No no animal, animal connection oh, the there. Claws. No, claws and fangs oh, claws. though. I did. I, I came up with the names Claw and Fang when we in another. We were also in the text off mic. We were discussing ha- possibly having animalistic yeah. uh, influences, oh, yeah. and in that I was like, "Oh yes, my character would uh, would be those would be my claws and my fangs." Yeah, um, that's cool. Yeah, I also want to have a dog. That was the other thing that I've been toying with. <laughs> I like don't know if I'm ready to, for the responsibility of having a familiar because I fucked up so hard in my first try. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Jake, I'm going to, as someone who often likes to have a familiar, and I know people complain about it, but I think that my DMs give me familiars because they know I use them and make use mm-hmm. of them and bring them into play a lot. You just can't forget about them. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna get a little dog mini. I want it to be a dog. I'm going to put it right, but I'm, I think I was going to make the dog really lazy. So that way, if I forget oh, about fun. the dog, it's just like oh, they were asleep. Oh, that's Yeah, good. maybe it's almost like because when you have a familiar, you have like kind of a connection to them. So maybe the idea is that like the dog is old and has lived an unnaturally long life, but it's just an old (laughs) dog. So he's just sleepy all the time. (laughs) That'll be good because I'll have my potted plant. Lou will have his weapons and you'll have your dog (laughs) and we'll all have a, we'll all have an equally rational attachment to something. (laughs) Uh, Jake, do you have anything else you want to share about your character or? Um, oh, I think that his name is going to be Bo Babineau. Bo Babineau. Bo Babineau. These are some <laughs> um, guys. I'm honestly very intimidated to even suggest a name at this point <laughs> with everything going on. Bo Babineau, Tarragon Snake Root. I keep forgetting my last name. Tarragon Snake Root and Cameron Diaz. <laughs> and wow. Cameron Diaz. I mean, that's. I mean, that's a squad. If I've ever. Yeah. Heard technically, that. we're not lying. Then, if we say with Lou Wilson and Cameron Diaz, because Cameron Diaz will Whoa. be on the show, it just won't be. That the way would you think. be really Guys, good. It sounds like I have to name my character Cameron Diaz. <laughs> I, Lou, I gotta to be honest. God, so I our be honest. SEO Business is Business wise, it would be amazing. We would get so many downloads if we could say featuring Cameron Diaz. <laughs> that's interesting. So if you could just our completion rate would be your... really bad. <laughs> that we is... get a lot of people clicking for Cameron. <laughs> it's it's definitely something that a corporation would do like think was a good idea is just like get celebrities at all costs and don't think of the fact that you would just make your whole audience would be like okay why change our cover art to cameron diaz with a sword yeah (laughs) i love this this is a great idea we'll get a ton of clicks yeah can that just be for this campaign the art is just always cameron diaz with a sword and i'm fine with my character looking like cameron diaz if that's how we want to skin it Oh, uh, okay. Maybe mine should too. Yeah, three, yeah can three, we all just be three lookalikes? <laughs> a silver-haired Cameron Diaz. That's interesting. And I'll just and I'll be full on Ben Stiller. Okay. I think that works. <laughs> Two okay. Camerons and a Stiller. I think I'll I think I'll actually look like Ben uh, Ben Stiller and Cameron Diaz's child. <laughs> nice. Ooh, I love that. Okay, great. This is all really good, everyone. Uh, Really good and usable. Um, (laughs) The blood bound. Yeah. Why don't we? We were so badass when Merv started talking. We were so badass. The blood bound. Special experiments. And now by the end, it's like we're Cameron Diaz, Ben Stiller, and their offspring. (laughs) How did we lower our status so much in 40 minutes? I don't know. I think we've only climbed. (laughs) Hey, everybody. It's Emily here to talk to you about Mint Mobile. 
It's spring cleaning. We're getting rid of the things that don't serve us anymore, and you know what doesn't serve anyone? Expensive phone bills. If you'd like to declutter your finances, it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. That's mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash P-A-W-P-A-W. $45 upfront payment minimum required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Goodbye, sweeties. Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Aura Frames. Are you looking for the perfect gift to celebrate the moms in your life? Well, look no further. Aura Frames are the beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos via the Aura app. And if you're giving an Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. My mom, my mother-in-law, and my grandmother-in-law all have auras from me and they love them. So from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, and even the friends in your life, every mom loves an aura frame named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. Trademark, brother. Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. They're easy to set up, they are the perfect gift, and they've got unlimited storage, unlimited photos and videos. You can invite as many people as you want to a frame. There are absolutely no hidden fees or subscriptions. How beautiful is that? And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That is Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use the code PAWPAW at checkout to save terms and conditions apply. Thank you, everybody. Uh, so why don't why don't we uh, talk about th- a little bit the context of this adventure? So we've talked about kind of uh, what the background is of these warriors, uh, but let's talk about kind of the scene in this area called Heronford. So uh, Heronford is where the castle of the king uh, Thurston Brightleap is, um, and as we've heard uh, in the campaign so far, the king is uh, very sick and is possibly um, going to die soon. So the situation you guys find yourself in is there are some kind of claims to the throne coming up, and there may be some people uh, coming into town. Uh, We will describe it at the top of the uh, official episode um, uh, to kind of set the lure into stone. Um, But there's this kind of tenuous period of... um, kind of trying to do a smooth transition while certain powers that be want to keep the king alive um, and others, you know, kind of want him to die and 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 uh, want the throne for themselves. Uh, so you guys are going to be kind of in a position where your loyalties will kind of be questioned because I think... Yeah, do we... Would we like the king? Would we be like happy with yeah. with our experiments done on us or do we resent it? Because like Matt, like, uh, yeah, uh, Jason Bourne thought... <laughs> 
he, he didn't like the experiments. Interesting. So I'm trying okay. to... Whereas like um, John Wick um, had traded a uh, cool assassin currency. Yeah. Cool. So you guys kind of, kind of have to decide where you stand on the Wick versus Bourne scale. Well, okay. Is there any chance it's kind of an IMF situation where for the most part they're good, but then they're when Rogue Nation, it's kind of overtaken from within mm. and things change. Is it like that? I don't okay. know mm. as much about uh, that's Jason kind of like Bourne. a Diaz in a way because like yeah. if you think about it, Cameron Diaz's character and there's something about Mary was very trusting until people violated her trust. Okay, and, mm. you know. so we'll say she's start- also a really good dancer. She's a really bad dancer in Charlie's Angels, but she it starts out with her having in a, a cool dream way. sequence that she's doing a really good job. Oh, nice. So, Interesting. yeah. So we'll say Diaz, Cameron Diaz, if you're kind of in the middle. <laughs> Um, John Wick, if you're like very pro um, uh, mutant warrior, and uh, of course we've got Jason Bourne. If you're mad about it, um, yeah, I would. Wait, this say- is actually a really good question, though. Like, would the ki- what would the king's thought of our existence be? So- would it be like? So we will establish this in the episode, but um, kind of what I've been toying around with. Uh, it's kind of a happy accident that the. Um, last name of the king was Bright Leap. And the reason I did that is because their house sigil was the jackalope, which I thought was like a cool mythical animal. But I think um, since this is this tradition, I think Bright Leap will be like a very, very old family. And I think there was a Bright Leap who was the kind of the first hero of the Bloodbound. So I think you guys oh. do feel a commitment to this family. Mm. What, the, the official sort of stance is that you are the warriors of this family. So going with tradition, you would be like, I want to defend this king. Question. Are we the warriors of this family or are we the warriors of uh, of the office of king? That's that is an kind of up, up up for debate. It's kind of so far you haven't had to deal with that. Um, mm-hmm. because there have been just bright leaps throughout the uh, generations. Yeah, right. Um, so yeah, it's like Kingsguard in um in Game of Thrones almost, where like they just have to. It's like they're loyal to the office, not necessarily the family. Right. So since there has since the office of this particular territory has always has been never had the bright yeah. leaps. Mm. You guys haven't had to like make that distinction. So it is kind of like if mm. there was a new king. Um, who wasn't a bright leaper said that you would kind of have to decide: Are we loyal to the to the uh, you know crown, or are we do loyal you, to this family? Interesting. Do you think that we took oaths definitely. and some sort of initiation? Yes, you definitely took uh, initiation. So we should definitely too. decide. At, even it can be amongst the three of us, or all four of us can decide if uh, at some point before we play, if what those oaths were worded as right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that we should really, oh. really inform. That is yeah. true. You would actually right now we're. Kind of just like we should write our out, oath but... like the Night's Watch. Oh, that's that, that, awesome. that would just be rad. I I would love that because I would love for Tarragon to be a bit oath bound. You yeah. know, even though she's trying to um she's trying to atone for um what a fucking killer she was most of her life. Yeah, yeah. They're... Bo's kind of looking for an out, like just like pouring over the oath. Like it could be interpreted <laughs> like this. I'm <laughs> looking for an out. <laughs> I I think maybe if you guys were to take an oath. My guess would be that it would probably be to the crown. It would probably be to like Outerboro. It would be mm. this idea of this like mm. territory 
as ah, like so the strength of the, the territory. territory. So protecting it. So I think it might cool. be a little up for interpretation. That um, is kind of cool because then that almost puts it, then you really do have to analyze the situation to know how to best protect the territory. Yeah. yeah. And so you guys are in this position too, right? Where you know that um, when you guys were playing as Fia, Zerk, and Henry, you've heard that there's kind of this... Um, worm tongue situation going on where there are there's a sorceress apparently there's like these reaper you know there's these reaper influencers that are um in the castle advising the king right now so you guys are in this tough spot where you might be like uh either great uh these people might bring more power to outerboro or you might be like i don't trust these people they might kill the king or something like that or they might t- mm-hmm. try to take the crown for themselves and like um so would we have seen a time um in in the history of this place that would be more trickster like would, would we have seen this sort of kingdom at, as like a, a trickster kingdom at some point or so the, as far as like trickster versus um reaper in your guys everyday life is not as much of a thing like i i would i would think that your guys kind of part of the world is a little bit more don't know much about trickster and we're becoming aware of the reaper sort of religious sect because they're starting to influence the generally across eldermorn it's because you've got the sprites who are kind of like um you know these fairies that are of the trickster you're aware of the trickster's existence um but it might it might even be seen as kind of like a nuisance um yeah uh, and there's kind of no purpose in like if you follow the trickster, you're doing that because you really believe in those ideals. You don't really gain any. The trickster is not like the type of god that you know demands worship or something like that. And then on the other side, the reaper is so you know, for lack of a better word, like grim. That if you're super religious with the reaper, there's kind of it's it's kind of a red flag. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, so you probably wouldn't be that either. Okay, so I'm gonna use I'm gonna flavor like the sort of druidic stuff if I go if I go with that. It's tough because the one level of cleric peace cleric is like such a good ability that would give us all, and it, I really want to do it, but I just feel like the flavor of going for the wildfire makes more sense. Um, but uh, if I do that, I think like the sort of mm, et- powers or magic that would come to tarragon would be more coming from this original experiment mm. and having nothing to do with the trip trickster right which is good that's cool. how i would prefer it what kind of what kind of battles were we fighting in our prime so when you yeah. guys were in your prime so you guys are probably like um younger ones of you would be like around 100 and the oldest you would be would probably be like around like 150 or something like that so Damn. probably like 80 90 years ago you guys were up north fighting um like giants and stuff in the valley as they were trying to um so cool. attack the empire so Sick. by the time you guys were born by the time you guys were in the bloodbound it was already dying you guys were this small crew who um had teachers who talked about the old days um back when it was more popular but it wasn't even popular then there's like six or seven generations before it was really a thing you guys did this kind of to be special um when you were young you kind of made that decision i I am definitely going to have lots of cool scars from the giant wars yeah oh hell yeah (laughs) dope Covered Just in putting tattoos. it out there. <laughs> Covered in tattoos. I my character will probably be shirtless, 
Hell and yeah. wear enough tattoos that it looks like I'm wearing something. Yeah, awesome. so and I, th- I think that's another thing about it too, right? Is that these warriors um, would be able to like really brave the elements, and the idea would be that they'd be able to, be able to use whatever weapons, whether that be their own body. Like they are never stuck in a corner. And that's kind of the idea. Um, I do love this, especially because it makes me feel like if we ever encounter a weapon, it could enter your like litter of weapons. <laughs> Easily. I feel like I have a bunch of whole empty holsters on me at all times just in case. I wear cargo <laughs> pants because you never know. Cargo <laughs> pants, no shirt. Exactly. I, I want to point out that since I did roll my character, I want to warn everyone I have a minus two to strength. So Sick. Just like yes. emotionally, pre- I'm all, I'm just fully living that dexterity life. <laughs> you got to. Got so it. I'm hardy, but not in a <laughs> strong way. <laughs> so I, I think that, so um, as we had kind of set up in our session zero for Eldermorn, sort of the idea of this world is that there is this one continent that is the known world. Uh, and uh, the bottom half of the continent, like the south half, is the Undermountain Empire that Outerborough is a part of. And above it uh, is sort of this wild, frosty north um, where there are giants and stuff. Almost kind of think like wildlings from Game of Thrones. So for perhaps lack of a better, in the, um, in the past, were we more dealing with um, were we more dealing with threats to Outerborough from up north? From north. Yeah, you guys were like... never... So you guys were always part of the Empire when you guys were even young. So you guys were kind of like... The pride of Outerborough, like yeah, we're fighting for the empire. The pride of Outerborough, yeah. So Fuck like, yeah. So <laughs> you guys, you guys were like, we are the ones in there doing the real fighting. Like you guys would get sent in deep, where it would be, you know, soldiers and stuff from the empire would get sent up into these mountain ranges to um, sort of do like a pincer effect to catch these uh, North folk as they're coming down and trying mm. to attack. And you guys would be sent in almost to like flank them, like come in from behind. And it's it's yes. almost like a Spartan thing where, you know, like one of you guys could take out like a hundred uh, oh, other soldiers. Yes, we could. Again, yeah, right. this hell is yes, so sick. All of our first rolls are going to be like one through Na- four. N- nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I already rolled a two. I rolled a two to even talk about my character. I would love, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I rolled a six. We all rolled so poorly to talk Sub about our ten. characters. Uh, <laughs> the single digits. <laughs> um, I do have a, I do have a question. Like, uh, is there an element of secrecy to what we do? Because we are like, because we have been dispatched in this like elite military sense. Are there things that we've seen that we're not allowed to, for to um, dissipate to the common folk? Ooh, yeah, we could we could probably talk about that at some point. I w- yeah, I would think that there was probably like uglier parts of the war and stuff that probably you would be expected not to disclose. Like you guys, I think cool. were very. You, you know, it's not like the Unsullied or something where you were like kidnapped and like brought up and forced to do this. This was something that you elected to do, but it's still like once you join, you're almost in a cult. You know what I mean? Like you, yeah. you have joined to be like, I'm going to prove to myself that I can do this. And now, you know, it's been a hundred years and your character can right. kind of deal with that in whatever whatever way you see fit. Did the mage go mad like on uh, during our tenure there? Like, that's are we the quest. the last people that watched the mage go mad? <laughs> Ooh, that's so heartbreaking. If like this was a person who like basically set up our yeah. lives, set our lives into motion, and then like became cruel. 
Yeah. We have to yeah. watch them. We have yeah, to that I should them. live to see the last days of maybe my that house. was dude. Maybe that was even your guys' adventure because we are doing so. These characters, I don't know if we've mentioned this. It's crazy we haven't mentioned this. You guys are going to be level eleven, uh, so these guys are pretty far along. Yeah, so we can say that at one point these characters in their prime were probably like level fifteen or sixteen. So they've lost a yeah. little bit of a step. You know, that's so cool to to have been able to do something and now and it's like the power's gone away. So maybe maybe it is. Maybe it is a situation that the mage who gave you guys your powers, that was sort of the big bad in your campaign that you guys did when you were like younger. Mm -hmm. And you guys. So we had to like basically kill our almost our dad in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's pretty rad. And and then after. Yeah. Maybe. And then it kind of gets dissolved. And everybody else has kind of died off. Whoa. And and Lou's character's trying to keep it alive. My character is responding to it by like trying to start over. And then Bo became a motivational speaker. <laughs> Bo <laughs> just trying Bo to just make trying peace to find with it out. <laughs> uh, can I ask how, uh, on that kind of note, how old did we have to be to join? Like, is this something where we like were like six? Or was it like eight, like eight, sixteen, eighteen? This this would be like sixteen, eighteen. This would be you know when you decided when like recruiters came around and were like you know chance for power and glory, a hundred gold to every person who signs up for the Outerboro Army, you know that type of yeah. thing, and electing to kind of take the harder route for glory. And um, I, I think it's something like the Night's Watch a little bit too, where there are probably some people who who think they're going to be able to do it and then end up not taking their oath and not going through with it. Right. I keep, I'm still thinking about this freaking mad mage and like what I, you have to come up with this person's name and the giant wars, just knowing that like in our, in the biography of our life, there's giant wars and a mad mage. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, to play a 142 year old character, but actually like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel, I feel like I've played, like, I don't, I'm not sure I've played 150, like, yeah. older characters before that yeah. have, like, seemingly lived as much as our yeah. characters are. Uh, have. Yeah. This is exciting. Are we roommates? Yeah. Are we roommates? <laughs> I, 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 would def- that- I could definitely be roommates. I mean, I could be living in, like, the, I would probably be turning mine. I could also, like, not be retired and be just, like, moving towards, like, a more peaceful the order is disbanded essentially. So I think there right. is so, something nice though that I'm still that I'm still engaged in the um in the actions of the order, but I just like for every life I take, I like plant a tree. <laughs> but it also is cool that we're like all separated maybe. Like if the order is disbanded, we're like the last 3 and we're coming together for that one last job yeah. type of thing. Yeah. Oh, can I Ooh. yeah, can I live in whatever our guild hall used to be with nobody else? Oh, oh my god. god. Yes. Nothing yes, but bats in the ceiling. <laughs> You haven't, you haven't changed building. any of the posters out. Yeah. They're all, it's all exactly. the same. You're just clinging onto the glory days. It's a storage facility. Yeah, it's basically like a barracks, and they just let you stay yeah. in the back room. Oh, God. And so I'm sad. constantly trying to get you guys to come and just spend the night. <laughs> like, hey, come on down. It's, it's, remember, it's just like oh, the old times. You know, it'll be it'll be us. Yeah, you know, that's why I don't want to go. I've got all, well, I set up the bunk beds. We got the cots out. You remember the cots? <laughs> yeah, you Are you trying to cots. lure me with cots, man? <laughs> I 
I got all of our bindles from when we were uh, when we were up north. I, I dug them out. I got all the blood off of them. <laughs> Come on down. You cleaned the bindles. I think I've. I think I'm squatting in a um, in a broken windowed greenhouse. Yeah. Or I could run a plant shop. <laughs> oh, that's, I mean, yeah, if you've become like an herbalist, that's kind of fun of, of like if you're kind of on the, uh, not on the edge of town, but if you're just, you know, away from the castle a little bit, like in the town square. I think like I a run plant a plant shop, shop um, and it's not very successful and I'm in a lot of debt because I'm not very good at growing them yet. Cool. I li- I think I want to live in like um a family's cellar, like a place that's too damp for anybody to rent. But like I'm from the bog, so I'm fine yeah. with it. And I sometimes babysit. <laughs> what? <laughs> I would not trust you to fucking babysit my kids. T- I'm teaching a, the a kids. And, a thirty year old man babysitting children. <laughs> I think I'm going to be ninety nine, so that uh, so that my uh, triple digit is right around the corner oh that'd be cool to celebrate your 100th birthday yeah. i like the idea of being 135 just 100 years older oh, than i am now yeah can one of the episodes <laughs> just be a party so i think from what it sounds like it's maybe uh Lou's character is the only one who's there who's like dealing with the day-to-day in the castle yeah. so maybe and that'll kind of be like the open and yeah Lou's like the one that wants yeah. to get the gang back together right trying to yeah. lure us there with like bindles and cots so, so i think maybe maybe <laughs> lou has kind of like an honored position amongst like the king's advisors um but his his like influence is kind of like dwindling uh and then i think i sit all the way at the end of the (laughs) the furthest end of the it has nothing to do with never wearing a shirt Uh, right yeah you like never get the invites always arrive too late you get invites that are like there's a meeting yesterday (laughs) <laughs> right yes. a lot of showing up to empty rooms being like the, I, I, the raven no, got lost early, sorry yes lord diaz we should get more rusty swords anyway let's talk about the coin um but yeah and then i i, I almost imagine um m's characters and jake's characters you guys are probably almost eking out a meager existence based on you know a little bit of like the goodwill of your folklore you know, like I would imagine yeah. while a lot of people would be like, ah, most of that stuff's fake. Most of that stuff's not real. There would be some people that would be like, uh, she she fought in the fights against like uh, the North folk and everything. We should, um, you know, go easy on rent this month with her yeah. and, and things like that. <laughs> not a victor from I the abandoned I, plant shop. Yeah, I think one of the reasons my plant shop isn't doing well is because I also grow a lot of poisonous plants and I keep accidentally mixing them up and oh sending God. people home with poisonous <laughs> plants. So you're a murderer. You're an actual murderer. Hey, so my cat ate one of the plants and spit up. Oh. The kids that I babysit, I'm really bad at keeping them from eating the plants too. You guys, see, this is the thing. You got to stop babysitting and you got to stop running a plant shop and you got to come back and sleep on a cot, all right? Now, I'll tell you, no way to hurt a kid sleeping on a cot. In my bones. Uh, sweet, guys. Uh, this all sounds super, super fun. I'm super excited to get into this. Um, we'll hop right into this next week. And of course... Uh, I think we're going to wrap this one Whoa. up. Uh, to end the episode, um, Louie. I will be dropping my name. He's got that name. Come on. Oh He's got, got a name drop. He's got a <laughs> name drop. Hit us with that, Hit us with that name. Holy shit. Hit us with that the name. The name of my character, my birth name mm. is Jafari Hightower. Yes. However, the name I earned during the giant wars that was given to me by the giants, that is pretty much what I am known as in uh out of borough is jafari the small whoa jafari the small i love that and also you should be like six foot three 
Oh, a hundred percent. For a giant, I am small, but for us, I'm normal can, size. Can we write into our backstory that at one point we like essentially all three of us like lived amongst the giants for a short time because of some to learn like their ways. A- or like to learn their ways, or maybe there was like some like weather event that like we were up there to fight, but then but there was this huge weather event. We got stuck there, and then we just kind of like cohabitated with them. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you guys would have more experience than most with things like that. Like I think that as the empire, there's this feeling of these North folk, like they are the enemy. But as somebody, as people who are like behind enemy lines, you're like, oh, there's all these barbarian tribes and everything, but there's like this like coalition of North folk who want to conquer the entire continent, just like the empire wants to conquer, you know, the continent. But then there are other people who are just like, I want my, I just want my land. I just want to like live out here. We are trying to eke out an existence in this, in this tough area. And then there's people who maybe joined the war because it's like, it's too fucking cold up here. We can't grow anything. We can't do anything. So there's like sympathetic people who are, you know, kind of for the war to defeat the empire. There's, you know, people who who just kind of want to conquer the empire and get all their riches. And then you guys probably also met people who were like, whoa, we're a different kind of crew of giants. We got nothing to do with with this situation. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm So I I may pivot so that the um so that the uh plants that tarragon grows are all like giant plants that got like fucked up by the giant wars. And she's like trying to help repopulate them. And they would be big That's as cool. hell. Yeah. That's, yeah. The and idea they would that be these giant. plants are all massive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They need like God. crazy cold conditions. Yeah. This is the biggest cucumber I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> don't eat it. It's very poisonous. Uh, sweet. Uh, that all sounds super fun, everybody. Um, why don't we go ahead and wrap this one up? Um, we're going to be uh, doing uh, an after show. or well, not an after show for this necessarily. I think uh, we're going to be doing something, some bonus content for Patreon um, after this. Maybe we'll do another D&D court, I think. So oh, uh, yeah. if you'd like to listen to that, head on over to patreon.com slash nadpod. That's N-A-D-D-P-O-D. Don't sing yet. Ooh, wow. Uh, Lou, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, you guys can uh, check out my uh, debut single, Coda. Uh, will have been released and likely available on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, uh, wherever you guys get your music. Follow me on Instagram at, at Sweet Lou Zinho, Sweet Lou Z I N H O. Nice. Congratulations, uh, man. Does Congratulations. Any, thank you. Uh, does anybody else have anything to plug? Yes. I'd like to shout out the P.O. Box. Ooh. We've got Ooh. some lovely, lovely holiday notes from Annie M., who is a chaplain resident in Texas, in Texas, a.k.a. a real-life cleric. So uh, thank you for that lovely holiday note. Margin Charge and Alex the Sarge also sent a lovely holiday letter. Thank you guys very much for your service in the hospital. You are the true heroes. Thank you. Uh, D'Angelo sent us a very nice note as well and a photo collage of their trip to Manchester. Oh man, shout out to Manchester. That is... That is just truly, it's it's beautiful and painful to think about Manchester. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back. I we will be, be back. back. There. Uh, and Mitchell W. sent us a box of cigars. Hell mm, yes. yes. Sorry, Thank you, what? Mitch. Um, and Michelle sent us a lovely postcard. Thank you, Michelle. John also sent a postcard. And you might know John better as the creator of the Every Nat 20 in NADPOD video. Uh, so thank you very much Ooh. for chronicling our crits. Oh, my goodness. Thank Please you. Please don't um, chronicle in the other way. We'd like to forget those ones. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just the twenties, please. Lopiera sent us a cord of uh, sheet. Uh, sent us cord sheet music for all of Tread Never's music. Oh my God! Whoa. They also included a letter of fun marine biology facts. So thank you very oh. much for that. And we'll continue shouting these out uh, next week. You guys honor us. Yes, thank you all so much. Um, Have a happy new year, everybody. Uh, We're recording this a little bit ahead of time, but it's about to be the new year. Hopefully 2021's better. Let's hope. It is really funny, all the people who talked about uh, listening to our first episode of 2020 and us being like, the year of the double crit. We were so hopeful. No, I think Mm. we were right, though. We just got crit on. We We didn't do the critting. Mm, We got crit on. Let's do the opposite this year. 2021 is going to suck ass. So (laughs) fuck. Fucking brace it. Yeah. Brace for it. Let's exactly. make that prediction. Twenty twenty one is going to roll like shit all day long. <laughs> yeah, uh. we just got to endure. Uh, sweet everybody, um, uh, you can follow us all on. Well, Lou, you're not on Twitter. You're on Instagram though. Uh, uh, Lou, what's your Instagram again? Plug it one more time. Uh, at Sweet Lou Zinho. Uh, that's at Sweet Lou Z I N H O. Uh, so follow Lou on Instagram. You can follow the rest of us on Twitter at chmiversme, uh, at calledthesecalledwell, at astrodemily, and at jakehurwitzisjake. And you can tweet about the show using hashtag nadpod. That's N-A-D-D-P-O-D. We, we are, are, we are, are the youth of the nation. We are, we are, the youth of the nation. It's the end of the show, everybody, and that means we need to shout out our benevolent Council of Elders. Y'all continue to treat us so nice. Oh, wow. What a (laughs) nice Southern lady. Uh, Starting with Julia Walsh, Brad D., Jeffrey S., Haldorf Rossback, Steelbreaker, and Matt M., the giant council who ruled in favor of leniency and peace with the Lou crew, even though all of them kept insisting they were bred in a lab to be the ultimate weapons and breathing fire and whispering to their weapons. And, of course, we got Jordan DJ, Cutter W, Jibe G, Zolo Dolo, and Dylan B., the mad mages. Technically, though, they never went mad because they had the love and support of each other. Wow. Schubert the Mushroom, Danielle the Dastardly Dame, Andrew M., Beardman Dan, and Scott D., the owners of a seed shop. They always uh, look at pity with Tarragon when she comes in, knowing how few seedlings will clear the charred dirt she plants them in. Danny P., Elena C., Mixologist Michael McD., and Balnor's Boy, a group of giants that found the Lou crew during the Giant Wars. After playing chess with their bodies, they were delighted to learn that their new chess pieces could speak. Andrew B., Justin I., TJM the Gnome Barbarian, Elena M., Trailer the Crayfe, and Jared E., knights that follow a specific code in Heronford. One, protect the king. Two, hold open the door for strangers. And three, absolutely raz those loser bloodbound freaks. Christopher B., Austin Bonesaw, M.R., Damiel R., cyborg version of Josh the Cobalt, and Octolick. The Blacksmith Union who have been desperately trying to forge a weapon that will talk back to Jafari. They just feel bad for him. Gay Gem, Skokilla, Richard X Machina, Michael L, and Kelvin Noodles, Thurston, Bright Leaps, Leapers. They are the Petty King's dance troupe whose moves consist entirely of soaring leaps. Sergio Salazar, Solomon Sakarias de Sequani, Trash the Traveler, Jory S, Dana G, Callum L, and Ryan. Ca- 
map makers who have said that overall, the Eldermorn campaign has been amazing for the small and humble bed business. The cut industry is booming! Jack L, Flawless Whale, Temporal, Sam L, Nicholas C, and Reese NS, the marketing team that came up with the name The Pride of Outerborough for Heronford. Sam L really pushed for the bane of Outerborough. Flawless Whale fought hard for the gem of Outerborough, and Reese NS championed the innie of Outerborough, which actually almost won. Samuel B, Mike H, Matthew E, Colton B, and Adam G, a group of concerned elder Mortians, I guess that's what we're calling them, who felt the need to point out that monk sounds a lot like Fonk, Bonk, and Zonk, and that this bit will likely not die with this arc. Oh no, Mateo C, Nabadger, Panama James, and Adrian the Halfling Bard, the Play Doctor Mask Boutique, where Bo shops for his vast and expensive collection. Dan. Nikki W, Grace G, Drew Nasty, CC Lulu, the lobbyists for Eldermorn's four biggest cigar companies who are desperately trying to establish Bo as a cigar smoker in Fia's absence. Jay, Barnesinator, Douglas A, and Michelle O, the giant gardeners who taught Tarragon everything she knows. It should be specified that knowing something doesn't mean you can necessarily do it. Timmy R, Lucas B, Aaron S, and Kevin M, the hard-hitting journalists who covered the giant wars and eventually turned the people of Eldermorn against the war. Austin C, Hogfish is Above Average Hog, New York, Stephen C, KJ, and Michael M, Jafari's roommates who are forced to deal with rusty weapons mounted all over the walls, and even worse, rusty dishes in the sink. Raul N, Mike K, Maxwell C, and Nick L, the newest employees at Tarragon's plant shop. There is a lot of turnaround because the staff is constantly being accidentally poisoned. Be careful, everybody! Karen T, Ekathor666, Justin Raccoon, Nick W, and Michael C, the test subjects who were given a placebo while the rest of the Bloodbound were given superpowers. Whoa. The placebo gave them a ton of confidence, okay. which unfortunately led to them being slammed into oblivion by a bunch of giants. Yikes. Esme M, Spartagnus, Nathan, Casimir, the all-knowing, Big Bad Beardo the Mad. The kids bow babysits. They're not intimidated by their super soldier guardian, mostly because he spends most of the time talking about the born identity. Eric McDee, Jack Mehoff, Burley T, Axel A, Nero Claudius Caesar Augustus Germanicus, and Christian A, nasty teens who sneak into Tarragon's plant shop and smoke up all her sweet giant herb. Whoa. Little do they know, it's essentially giant oregano and has no actual effect, but they're still the coolest kids at er Outerboro High School. Jay Dragonborn, the Sandrian, Ben A, and Feldonis, conspiracy theorist radio hosts who believe that the Mad Mage was actually an alien controlled by the government. Bookvar is a frequent listener, and it honestly explains why he's so scared all the time. Dave H, Catherine S, David K, Christian S, Keith K, and Brittany B, the owners of the sword shop at Atterborough's failing mall. If it weren't for all of Jafari's purchases, this ill-conceived store surely would be out of business by now. Kyle H, Emilio D, Frankie Koala, Big Bad John, Aston S, and Blair the Bug Blair Barbarian. Cameron Diaz's agents who lobbied hard for her to be on our podcast and are pretty aghast that she didn't speak during the appearance. But don't worry, you're going to get your 10% either way. Punk Chop, Chanel M, Argent, Alice, Minette F, Pat L, and Akutha A, 
Previous monks of the order who saw the Mad Mage slowly losing their mind, luckily they all decided to pivot and open up a deli, and it's going great since they make sandwiches so fast. Lauren H., Josh D., Janina E., Maddie Y., the eldest Barry, and Ryan S., owners of a rival plant shop that prides itself on selling non-dead-looking plants, but little do they know, that's the whole charm of Tarragon Shop. The Bone Duster, Joshua H., Robit, CRSP, Idrisil, Brentley C., Weapon salespeople who can spot Jafari coming a mile away. Sometimes they just listen for the pillowing of his cargo pants. When he approaches, they know to raise all the prices on their cool swords since he simply can't resist. Micah B., Carly Ann, Clark of the Thunderfucks, Jorge C., and Connor Savage. Sprites who live in the mountainous regions of Outerboro and all wear really tiny little puffer vests to keep warm. Their light is a little diffused, but it's too abor- adorable to do things any other way. Russell H., Christopher J.O., Cole the Goldfish Gremlin, Logan S., and Dread Pirate, Jacoby Roberts, Captain of the Enchantress, knights who make fun of the Bloodbound because they do things by way of steel. Little do they know, steel is also used to make spoons, so Bloodbound is still way cooler when considered theoretically. Leviathan, Demi A, BioQuirt7, Remington CD, Mike R, and Everett P, dog trainers who trained Babino's old dog. But that was over a decade ago, so the training is fully worn off. Thankfully, the dog dog simply is just too old to misbehave. Carson E., Sean K., Julia W., Lindsay W., and Adam C., chefs who are trying to recreate the wildly popular dish of shrimp scampi up north, but all the lakes are frozen, and so far the scampi has had to go shrimpless. Keep trying, folks. Uh, That's it for this week. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you to all of our listeners, all of our Benevolent Council of Elders, and of course, all of our Patreon subscribers. And Happy New Year's. Happy New Year. beautiful, beautiful ears that we talk into. Uh, Happy New Year's to everybody. Uh, You can head on over to our Patreon. If you want to listen to our after show, we did a D&D court this week, uh, so check that out. Uh, In the meantime, we'll see you all next year. Bye, sweeties. That was a HeadGum Podcast.